Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. From a quarterback perspective, as a defensive coach, I had a great relationship with him. You know, we were open communication uh, for the short time that we had. Uh, and, and I'll never forget, I mean, he gave me my chance in this league, you know, and I'll, I'll, I've told him a hundred times, I'll tell him a hundred more times how thankful I am for the chance that he, he not only drafted me, but to trust me when he, you know, asked me if I was ready to start, you know, and, uh, and obviously, you know, the rest is history. You know, I, I should have done the show today in a shirt where I cut the sleeves off with dull scissors. Can we get a look at that? I don't mind if you cut the sleeves off. There was a time in my life where I actually had the muscle mass that you may be shocked to know this, Chris. I actually could could pull off something like that. But I at least used sharp scissors when I cut the sleeves off. It didn't look like a kindergartner's first effort with safety scissors and construction paper. Well, I would have liked to have seen you in a shirt like that, regardless. Yeah, that would have been nice. Wear that on the show. Howie Roseman probably would have liked that. He probably would have thought that was an improvement on your wardrobe. <laughs> so you should, you should have done that. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, that, that's, um, that's, that's, he's gone outside the lines of the seam of the shirt there, right? Where he made it even more <laughs> tank toppy there to where it's, it's more, more of that. So, yeah, it, it looks like he used scissors. But he just either just tried to, you know, figure it out on the go. It wasn't an exact science, and uh, it's all right. He's got some. He's got some arms. He's got some chest for a quarterback, so he could show that off. Uh, I don't know if we really want to see you do that right now in your current state of your body. I mean, I do, but I don't. I just like to think a guy who made twenty five million last year could either afford a pre made tank top or pay someone to do a better job of cutting the sleeves off of the free shirt that he got from the Raiders. But anyway, you know, this was one of those mornings where... Yeah, I didn't think we were going to start there. Three minutes early. Well, I didn't know where we were going to start. There's always something that kind of falls into our lap to discuss. And thank you, Derek Carr, for that very 
amateurish job you did of cutting the sleeves off of your T-shirt to give us something to kick the show off with. The show is PFT Live. We're here on Peacock, Series XM85, eventually on Sky Sports, NFL, and podcasts wherever you get your podcast. What I was going to say right out of the gates, I saw this in the paper over the weekend, yeah. and yes, we still get a newspaper delivered to the house. They're already moving the clocks forward this weekend coming up, which is fine. I know. At Early. 6 o'clock. PM, it's not fine at 6 o'clock AM when we're up and trying to move around. Well, yeah, you're right. It's going to be, what, darker now, right? Is that what we're, we're going to get here in the morning? Right. So you're right. I, I don't mind that. Light, late, dark, early. Right. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Right. Well, I know. I just was trying to put that in my brain as far as where we were going to be as far as the clock and goes. But I don't, I don't mind that. I may like to ease into the day, see the sunrise kind of come up type of guy, you know, and of course I'm a little different than you, maybe a little, a hair more East, right. Than you, as far as uh, pretty close to the Atlantic ocean where we live here. So yeah, maybe it's worse for you, uh, but it's early. I, I found out this weekend too, Mike, I was kind of shocked. I can't remember who told me, but I was like, wow, middle of March, we're doing spring forward. Uh, I was surprised to hear that, but uh, okay, so what? I'll take it. You know, start making the days a little bit longer, and you know, start enjoy the spring weather. It's 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 coming. It's around the corner. It's hopeful. I like it. I do like this time of year, though, where on both ends of the day, every day it's a little bit longer each side. Yeah, right. Sun's up a little earlier. Sun's down a little bit later. Days get longer, and then by June. You know, it's daylight at 5.30 and the birds are waking you up. So I uh, always have that to look forward to. Uh, but, but again, it is, it is a great time of year. Things are going to turn green. You know, flowers are going to start sprouting. I walked out my door the other day heading down to the barn and right across from our garage. There yeah, were, it's coming up, There right? were three flowers there. Yeah, right. There they were. Right. Like, what the hell? Where did these even come from? I don't think I've ever seen flowers like that before and we've been here nine years like who came by and just threw those seeds last year so it's just kind of nice yeah yeah and it really wasn't that bad of a winter no very which mild means it's going to snow 25 inches soon but yeah we were we were fortunate so we can move on with the spring and even though football season's over and I, it happened again somebody said to my wife oh now that football season's over your husband doesn't have anything to do like oh another person who who would say I love your work but have no idea how our yeah. work really works. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, I've gotten that quite quite often as of late. You know, just the yeah, so work's probably a lot easier now, huh? Well, I, I mean, yeah, maybe a hair less. I don't know, less hectic maybe to a degree, just because there's not daily stuff maybe as much as there is during the season. But, you know, I mean, hey, yeah, it's free agency. We got plenty to talk about today. We're going to have plenty to talk about through the next week and uh, players changing teams. And, of course, you know me. I'm Ron Jaworski, and I watch the film. I'm starting in on the draft stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't really feel like it's much of a dial back. It's, it's a little less intensity. But, yeah, the NFL, they've mastered the calendar. That's for sure. Well, the grind of the season ends, and there's a rhythm to the season that you get used to, and then it ends. But the off-season stuff at PFT, I mean, March is one of our busiest months of the year with free agency. Even if free agency isn't as as robust as maybe it's been in past years, and I've seen mixed views on what it's going to be this year, but there's still going to be movement. And there's more quarterback movement than ever 
before. Yeah. And there's more quarterbacks in play than ever before. So I would take issue with anyone that would suggest this year's free agency is going to be a dud. There will be deals done, and there will be quarterbacks that we otherwise wouldn't have thought about who are going to be available to move from team to team. And that, gently, almost as gently as Derek Carr with scissors on his T-shirt, leads us to Derek Carr's future. He's made his decision just when there was a slight lean toward the Jets. And now we wonder, in hindsight, was that a way to just kind of knock the Saints that last bit or two that that was needed to get the deal done? The day after, slight lean toward the Jets signed on the dotted line with the New Orleans Saints. And we know how the sausage gets made. I really wouldn't be surprised if somebody deliberately leaked slight lean to the Jets to get the Saints to agree to whatever the final sticking point was, Chris. Well, maybe. I, I don't doubt that either. You're right. Sometimes those are the messages that need to be put out into the public to get a deal done or push something over the edge there, certainly. You know, it, it seems to – yeah, at some point, you know, fairly recently, whatever – uh, I, I had kind of heard through the grapevine that, yeah, Derek Carr's e- interest had gone and swayed towards the Saints. You know, the Jets conversation, of course, very intriguing, all of that. The Saints being the team that was on him from the get-go, right, Mike? They were the team that kind of came out the blocks and, and were, you know, ultra-aggressive, and he went and made his first visit there. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I think this makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. The Saints, for them... Hey, we've talked about this. They're a team that's kind of ready right now. They do have some veteran pieces that are ready to go. They got a few young pieces that are exciting too. If you're Derek Carr with Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid at receiver, so there's some pieces there for you know to be explosive on offense. But I think ultimately, Mike, he just it's a place where hey, know the head coach, kind of comfortable with that, and the the offense is similar to what he had with John Gruden. So there's not going to be a huge learning curve there. And then something that you kind of hit on, I even think you said it yesterday and a few times last week. You know, ultimately, I think we all questioned whether Derek Carr fit the New York media, you know, the, the, the whole mantra up here. Was he going to be able to handle, you know, some of the criticism and the craziness of the Northeast and the, and the, the big media markets? I think that was fair to question. And he found a place that he was a lot more comfortable in. Oh, yeah. I mean, just that, that, image we showed at the beginning that ends up on the back page of the daily news sun's out guns out or some snarky comment like that for Derek Carr maybe I should should move to New York after all uh now that I think about the similarities and stuff but but I'm also told and if this had happened and been reported before I missed it the Saints actually were the only team to make a trade offer to the Raiders for Carr now Carr had the ultimate kibosh and you may say why did he not allow the Saints to trade for him when that's the place he signed? Well, because you still get a better deal on the open market than you get if a team is going to give the Raiders something and take your contract. And he does have more guarantees yep. out of the gates. $60 million fully guaranteed. That's nearly $20 million more than what he had guaranteed by the Las Vegas Raiders over the next two years. So that's why you go to the market and you do your best possible deal. And I'm also told he was always more comfortable with the idea of going to the Saints, and that meshes yeah. with what we're talking right, about. Right, right. I, I, and and I, I give him bonus points for self-awareness. You're not going to make it 
in the New York media market. It's not going to work. Don't view it as a challenge. View it as a ball and chain. View it as a constant source of irritation. This is a guy who has a hair trigger when it comes to blocking people on Twitter, and he's talked about it. And he acts like it's no big deal. If somebody bugs him, he just blocks them. And, okay, fine, but there's going to be a lot of people who bug you if you are the quarterback of the New York Jets, and that's before you even play a game. Just wait until you lose a few games or have a couple of bad games, make a couple of bad throws. Then on the fan, that's all they're talking about, and the fans start booing you, and it ends up being a big mess. It's never going to be better than it is day one, and how great was it ever going to be day one for Derek Carr with the Jets? He's going to walk through the door as the perceived second choice to Aaron Rodgers. That's not the case in New Orleans. Definitely. He enters there, Chris, right. as the first choice. Uh, agreed. That was definitely- Definitely something I wanted to get to. Yeah, you 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 make this decision, and, and now you don't look like the guy. Who went, oh, I wanted to go to that team, but they wanted Rodgers more than me. And I I think you said it right. You know, I do. I I, I give him credit too. First off, it, it he didn't grow up too far from that area of the country, so that makes sense too, right? And then we talked about a lot of the the common things that he would like there as far as the offense, Dennis Allen, right? There's there's history there. As far as all of that's concerned, you know, and and he felt comfortable with them, so I I do understand that the Jets was a roll of the dice. Yeah, one okay, you're gonna sit there and wait and see where it goes as far as you know Aaron Rodgers. Okay, wait, I want to be the qu- quarterback of the Jets. Well, hold on, you know, wait, we we didn't hear from Rodgers. You got to deal with all that, let alone all the t- stuff you're talking about media scrutiny. This is a like a very volatile conversation and and overtake sports media up here right now the Jets quarterback situation you know it, it's it is going to be a tough one to take on it's going to take a special guy I mean yeah the Jets fans the Jets fan base they feel like hey it's a team that's ready to win right now right but hey you got a new offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett they got rid of the old one Right there's there's a backup quarterback that they drafted with the number two pick of the draft that makes things confusing. Let alone, you know, it, from what it sounds like, the money market wasn't exactly what Derek Carr thought it might be out there for him in in this free agent you know little parade he went around. So uh, I think there's a lot of reasons and a lot of things you can point to to why the Saints make sense over over the Jets and certainly you know maybe a little bit more of a safer pick than going to New York. Maybe less risk, maybe less reward, too, though, when it's all said and done. And also an easier path to the postseason because you're entering one of the weaker divisions yeah, in that's football the in the NFC South, not one of the stronger. The Bucks won it with a sub-500 record, for crying out loud, in 2022. And also that Zach Wilson dynamic. Yeah, right. Overlooked. Back in January, he was asked, because we didn't know, is he going to be okay with this plan if the Jets are going to keep him but also bring a veteran quarterback? He said, and I quote as to any veteran quarterback that could join the Jets, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. You think that's what Derek Carr wants? You think Derek Carr wants a young guy who was the chosen one, second overall pick. They don't know what he's going to be. They continue to say great things about him. They're just waiting for him to finally wake up. Does Carr want to be the guy who's the placeholder 
for when Zach Wilson finally wakes up. And until that happens, he says, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. Yeah. That is a deterrent for Derek Carr. So between being perceived as the second choice right. to Aaron Rodgers Agreed, right. and possibly being the eventual second place to Zach Wilson, why the hell do you want to do that? And then you throw in New York media market and all the questions they would ask and all the snark that's going to come your way and all the back pages and why do you block people on Twitter and why do you talk with a southern accent sometimes and sometimes you don't. That That's not an issue in New Orleans. None of those things are issues in New Orleans. In New Orleans, he's going to be the best thing they've had since Drew Brees. That's right. And Expectations are low. long enough since Drew Brees. Right. It's long enough since Drew Brees that it's not. he's not the guy following Drew Brees. That, that's right. I, I think you're saying it right there, too. I'm, I, that's exactly where I'd want to, or I wanted to go with the conversation. Yeah, the expectations are low there. The Saints, nobody's sitting here in the national media going, oh, they're ready for a run. We're kind of going like you said. Hey, you got a chance in the sorry, horrible NFC South. You got a chance. That's the expectation. And, yes, they came from two years of below-average quarterback play. So you can come in and be like, here I am to save the day. I mean, that, that, that's what Derek Carr gets. New York, the expectations are higher right now. Even I'm not saying they should be, but we know there's young talent. You know, the, the roster is set up in a way where we all see the potential and we saw what they did and the run they made at one point last year. But at the same time, yeah, Jets fans are looking at this right now. You know me. I go to the gym. It's full of Jets fans, Jets fans everywhere. They, they, it's The window's here. It's time. Our team's good. We're a playoff team. Like Robert Sala said at the end of the year before, you know, after that loss to Buffalo. We're a playoff caliber team. We view as ourselves. We view ourselves like that. Now they are. So the quarterback is the thing that's going to be under the spotlight. To your to your point, Mike, no doubt. And then you add in the Zach Wilson wrinkle. And like to your saying, it is dicey. I know nobody likes Zach Wilson up here, as far as the Jets fan base goes. But we've seen the Jets fan base. They can turn in a hurry up here. Love Mike White, hate him. Back to love him. Back to hate him. So they can do that in a hurry to where, like you're saying, Derek Carr, second preseason game, throws two interceptions. Zach Wilson, first preseason game, second preseason game, starts to look good, right? And then he has the thing we talk about all the time. He has physical ability. So now you're out of practice and you're going, man, Zach Wilson's arm's better than Derek Carr's. And, whoa, Zach Wilson's faster than Derek Carr. Zach Wilson's played better in the preseason games than Derek Carr. Uh-oh. And you're right. That starts a kerfuffle throughout so I mean I'm with you I think it makes a lot of sense and there's a there's issues or things that would scare you as far as the Jets are concerned if you're Derek Carr it's one of those things where it would have been nice if we had thought all this before because it would have helped us come to the conclusion there's no way he's going to the Jets well we did but yeah well, we're right, but not as clearly. It's right. like we have clarity now. Right. It all makes sense. Sometimes the decision needs to be made for all the reasons to fall into place and make sense because he was flirting with the Jets, and the Jets were saying all the right things about him, like there's not much of a difference between him and Matthew Stafford, and I still am assuming Robert Sala said that with a straight face. There is a difference between Stafford and Carr. Carr falls into that category of quarterbacks where – Hey, he may not be a true franchise guy, but we got to have somebody. This is the Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins conversation. You could throw Carr into it as well. Sure. Which of the three do you want? Which of the two don't you want? And 
you still have to have a quarterback, and the Saints have found out with Andy Dalton six and eight over the last two years, Jameis Winston six and four, Trevor Simeon zero oh and four, Taysom Hill four and one as a starter, and Ian Book zero oh and one. Yeah, you need somebody who's going to provide consistency at the position, and Hill will still be there. And you know they have to find a way to get the ball in his hands more often. That doesn't mean as a quarterback, but Carr's the guy. He's the first clear cut. He's the starter. Barring a disaster, he's the starter, wire-to-wire for the Saints this year and next year. $60 million fully guaranteed over the next two years. He will be there for two years. We're going to talk about the contract structure in a little bit, but he will be there for two years. Whether right. he gets a third year, depends on him. Fourth year, not happening under the current terms of the deal, I believe, unless they like win a Super Bowl along the way. But he's got two years yeah. to be the guy. They've with, had two years without Drew Brees. Now they're going to have two years with Derek Carr, and we'll see if there's a third. And practical guarantee of $70 million, right, Mike? That's kind of where we're at in the conversation. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and break yeah, it down. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, yesterday, yesterday, four years, $150 million. And I, I'm wired now to recognize, and we all should be if we're paying attention to how this works, recognize that the number that you see from the information robots out there, I won't name names, you know who they are. They rush to Twitter with the information they're given by the agent. They never second guess it, even if they know it's wrong or should know it's wrong, because if you stop to think about it, somebody else is going to tweet it before you can. It's all about thumbing in the information, Derek Carr, four years, $150 million per source, boom. And you try to beat the others to it. And you never stop and think, is there bullshit baked into what I've just been told? And there is, to the tune of a $50 million phony final year that gets the average from $33.3 million, three years, $100 million deal, to $37.5 million, four years, $150 million deal. So as a practical matter, it's three years, $100 million, but they can get out of it after two they would still owe him $10 million fully guaranteed. But, Chris, you throw him out onto the market, someone's going to pay him most or all or more than $10 million to be a backup at, at a minimum in 2025 if he's the starter for the next two years for the Saints. So there's a chance they're going to pay him 70 based on two years of service. He'll at a minimum get 60. The other 10 could get wiped out by whatever he does in 25 if they don't make it a three-year, $100 million deal. And look, three years, $100 million is not bad. $33.3 million a year for a guy who got kicked out by the Raiders. That's not bad. Three years, $100 million. It's not going to be four years, one fifty unless they, they just play lights out. And he's incredible, and it feels like a steal. If Derek Carr all of a sudden thrusts himself into MVP conversation every year, then maybe they would do the $50 million for the fourth year. But I'll be surprised if he gets $50 million in 2023, 4, 5, 6, it'll be. Yeah, uh, you're right. The Stars will have to align or he's going to have to play really good football, right? That's one of those where the, yeah, the fourth year $50 million contract, like the agent likes it and the player likes it because it makes the average look a little bit better. So that's a positive. And the team, they're not like, oh, no, 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 because they're looking at it going, wait. Four years from now, $50 million, and if he's playing really good like you're talking about, Mike, so what? We'll be happy to pay him if he's brought us to the playoffs, you know, three years in a row. Yeah, I know. It's probably be a little high, but still, look, you know, where we're trending. The Saints the Saints do this. The Saints do this. They right. did it with Alvin Kamara's yes, deal. Yes, right. I they know. put a phony final year in there to drive up the average. Right. We've seen it time and again. 
They'll put in that phony final year, and it's a favor for the player. It's a favor for the agent. And what's amazing is they all know the truth is going to come out. They all know it, but they still want that sliver of time where four years, 150, is the narrative. And then the truth gets a pant leg on. And even then, there are going to be people today, even though we know the truth, People today, all day long, in the media who should know better, will be saying four years, one fifty. I guarantee you that. Well, no, you're right. You're right. They don't because it, because it, the, that that conversation will die out after today. After people like you and me, who are more, or other people on other networks who are more into the nuances of the contract, to where a week from now, it's the conversation is going to go back to, hey, yeah, four year, one hundred fifty million dollar deal. He's getting thirty eight, you know, thirty eight million dollars a year. That's the average. And then that, that's what it becomes. And that's what it'll become next year as we talk about it. Hey, he's averaging $38 million a year. And we'll, we won't talk about the details anymore. But, Mike, that's another part of this that I, I'm, I am curious about. You know, I had heard and, you know, even told our producer, Matt Casey, you know, a little last week that, yeah, maybe the market, the money out there for Derek Carr was not quite what they thought it might be, having been released by the, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, and I'm curious to, yeah, to, to, to kind of hear or if there's going to be rumors out there to what the Jets were maybe willing to offer him. You know, the Carolina Panthers, same situation. I mean, we were with Frank Reich last Wednesday. He was speaking glowingly of Derek Carr, that they like him, and he was telling us we're interested, like for real. So, you know, that's another part of this that, yeah, the money obviously was something about saving face as in the fourth year of the contract. And I'm, I'm curious to kind of hear through the grapevine of, of what those other teams might have been offering up to them. Yeah, and look, that $37.5 million per year average is important because that's roughly what he was going to make under the three years the Raiders tore right. up. So it looks like right. he's coming out exactly where he was. He does have more guarantees going in, as we mentioned, but the average as a practical matter is 33.3 over three years. Again, it's not horrible. It's $100 million over three years. Quarterbacks Side me back up. are making in the mid-30 millions per year now, but the market does keep going up. Uh, and it will go up as we get the Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts contracts that are coming, and others as well. It's going to keep going up and up. It's a constant game of push that envelope higher. And again, don't don't get mad at the players because the salary cap keeps going up and up. And the owners are taking their half of the money and their 100% of the equity, and they're buying super yachts, and they're floating around in the Mediterranean. So don't get mad because quarterbacks are making more and more money. They should. They're the most important players on the field, and the money keeps falling from the sky into this giant bucket that is the National Football League. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, look, I don't know what to expect with Derek Carr and the Saints. I expect better than what we've seen. He's better than what they've had. And again, you always want to have one of the best quarterbacks in football, but you're not going to have one. Their Drew Brees days are over. They have to make do with what they have until they get their next Drew Brees, if they get their next Drew Brees or someone close to it. I mean, hell, it was a long time between Archie Manning and Drew Brees. I'll do respect to Bobby Bear, but you know, I, I, you want to get yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and have him for a long time, but yeah. that doesn't happen. They're the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a reason. There aren't many of them, so only a small handful of teams ever have them in any given moment, but you still have to have somebody. Again, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, you got to have somebody who can play at an acceptable level, even if that person isn't taking you to championships. Yeah, that, that, I'm not ready to yeah. rule out that Derek Carr won't, right. but but come on, we know it's going to be an uphill climb. Well, it, it, it's you're, you know you're you're explaining it the the proper way. He, he's not a superstar. It's not you know Mahomes or Allen or Justin Herbert or jo, you know Joe Burrow. It's not that, but it's still really damn good. It's still a guy that walks into the locker room and the team goes, you know, hey, he's been around. He's done some really good things and played at a high level to where the team get, can have some confidence in the quarterback position and think of the team as in, hey, we're a little more dangerous than people are giving us credit for. This guy, we've seen him make big plays and highlight shows all these years. You know, he is a, a, a pretty damn good athlete. He's got a quick release, right? He can make all the throws. So there's a lot of things to like about his physical talent. And, Mike, I think as it sits here right now, and you kind of hit on it at the start, like, I mean, hey, as we stand here, March, whatever the hell day it is, 7th, I mean, the, the Saints, to me, are in the leader house of the best team in the NFC, as it's, uh, NFC South as it stands right now. I mean, as it stands right now, you know, we'll see where it goes. I know Carolina's got some young talent. But, again, like we broke down. I mean, that all line's still real. That defense was number five in football. I mean, it's not horrible. Dennis Allen's a damn good defensive coach. So they got some things to be, like, happy about. You got Juwan Johnson, a tight end, who looked damn good, right? You know, we explained the receivers. Alvin Kamara still got some tread on the tires. So, you know, you break them down there and you start to go, yeah, they're, 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 they got a quarterback now and they got positive vibes and they got some things you like on their roster to where you go, yeah, why wouldn't they be considered the betting favorite to win the NFC South as we stand right now unless some teams make some big-time moves in that division to, to change the thoughts of, of their teams in, in our minds? And being the best team in the NFC South means hosting a playoff game and losing to the top wild card in the NFC, most likely, which is what we saw last year. But still, it's a starting point. It's a way to begin yeah. to rebuild the Saints brand as they, you know, they try to get back to that elite level. They were at the elite in the NFC for a while. They 27 through 2019, uh, 2020, every year, playoffs, every year, heartbreaking loss. And they kept coming back and they kept coming back and they've made do without Drew Brees for a couple of years, and now this is a dawn of something new for the Saints. It's a reason to get excited because it was starting to feel as if the Saints were becoming irrelevant 
in the NFL without Breeze, without Sean Payton? Where are we? Where do we go? How do we go from here? And this is at least something where you can try to tread water, win the division, and maybe just get better on the fly. Look, I say this every year as the season approaches. The team that you see in January is going to be much different than the team you see in September. Teams get better as the season goes along. And there are question marks. Who will the starters be? It's going to be somebody other than it was for all four teams in yeah. week one. Mariota's been cut by the Falcons. Tom Brady's retired. He's not coming back to the Buccaneers. And Baker Mayfield will be gone and already is gone from the Carolina Panthers. So you're going to have different starters. And, you know, you mentioned the Panthers and Frank Reich. I really do think that David Tepper wants more than a Derek Carr. And I think Frank Reich has had enough of the recycled veteran quarterback, regardless right. of what Derek Carr does. Right. He just wants to get off that ride. It's been too many years of Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, stop the ride. Right, stop the ride. And, I mean, the Carolina Panthers have been doing the same damn thing just with another group of guys, right? So it, it's like it, it meets where it's like Frank Reich's like, damn, I'm sick of this crap. And David Tepper and the Panthers are probably like, I'm sick of this crap too, you know? Yeah. You know, it didn't work out. Teddy Bridgewater, okay, yep, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work. I mean, so they've, they've had enough of that as well. I understand that. And, and you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, that, that's, that's like one of the things I was interested in with Carolina. Yeah, how all in would they go there? Because they do seem like a team that's, you know, you make the Frank Reich hire, the state of their team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're primed and ready for – you know, to get a young guy and develop him and, and make him the face of, the, of that franchise for a long time. So now they are stuck in that boat. And I think that's the other reason, you know, this, this makes it interesting and maybe why the Saints were maybe aggressive in this whole conversation because they went, wait, there's some teams here that we're not in the top 10 or we're not drafting high. We don't have other options. We like this guy. We got to get him now and make it happen. You know, Carolina, yeah, they got other options. The Jets, they got Aaron Rodgers, and, and that conversation still percolating, along with Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of by the wayside there. But now Carolina's going to sit back and go, okay, all right. Carolina, to me, is a team that I got my eye on to look at to make a, a major trade and get up in the draft and make sure they get one of the two quarterbacks they deem to be franchise-type leaders of their of their franchise for a long time. So uh, I think that makes it even more urgent now with Derek Carr out of the picture. I said this yesterday. I think David Tepper's had enough of being told no by veterans. He wants to go get a guy that can't tell him no, although we're getting closer to the day where one of these young quarterbacks is going to have enough money in the back where he could say no to someone like David Tepper. We're not there yet, though, and I think they're going to get one of those top quarterbacks in this year's draft class. Okay, you've mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. We've talked about it a little bit. Is the situation now for the Jets, Chris, Aaron Rodgers or bust? And I guess bust would be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's Rodgers or Garoppolo, and my guess would be most Jets fans would say, please, get us Aaron Rodgers, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I, I would think so. The, the, yes, that's that's certainly I, I think most Jet fans, if I had a if I had to gauge the interest up here, I would tell you that most Jet fans, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is exciting, but I think they're scared to death of what that might mean for their football team. 
I do. I think a lot of people, and I saw them yesterday, they were, oh, man, Derek Carr went to the Saints. Oh, man, Derek Carr went to the Saints. Hey, Sims, Sims, what do you think that means for the Jets? Is it Aaron Rodgers or nothing now? <laughs> well, no, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. All right, man, I was hoping we'd get Derek Carr. I heard that like five times yesterday. So, you know, I think everybody up here, and this, you know, being a pretty intelligent sports town here in New York, they, they understand the risk with the Aaron Rodgers situation. And then I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't excite them very much. But at the end of the day, they're willing to do anything other than have Zach Wilson be the starting quarterback right now. So I think anything's a positive to them is whether it's Rodgers or, or Garoppolo. We'll see. I hadn't seen this before, and I'm reluctant to even mention it because Trey Wingo isn't a reporter, and I don't know how well anything that he may tweet gets vetted. All due respect, Trey. But he's claiming Rodgers and the Jets talked on Monday, and Rodgers is in the open, open to the idea of going to the Jets. I, I missed the report where the Packers granted Aaron Rodgers permission to talk to the Jets. That would seem to be step one before Rodgers talks to the Jets. Otherwise, it's tampering. He's still under contract with the Packers. And I'm not aware that the Packers had given Aaron Rodgers permission to talk to anybody. Maybe he ha maybe they have. Again, maybe, maybe I missed Trey it with all the other stuff that's going well, on. Maybe Trey knows and here, here, here's, here's the tweet. Here's the tweet from overnight, per sources. And it's funny how they always say per sources, even if it's just one person who calls you. Isn't that weird? And I'm always very anal about saying source if it's one, because sources implies more than one. But I wonder if that nuance is lost on some of the folks who will tweet this stuff. Anyway, per sources, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets had conversations today. While nothing is imminent, Rodgers is open to the idea of going to New York. Again, that means that the Packers have authorized the Jets to talk to Rodgers, or it means they haven't, and the Jets are tampering. With Aaron Rodgers. So it just feels like a step was missing here. And we in the media like to milk every cow we can. So it would be nice to milk the Packers have given Aaron Rodgers permission to talk to other teams cow before we pivot to the Rodgers has talked to the Jets cow. So it's just it's odd that that step got skipped yeah. in the overall right. generation of chocolates on the assembly line that we in the media like to throw out to the to the consumers of our product if that makes any sense at all no it, it, it makes sense you're right you know now we're we're like you know we're like lucy and and what's her name and we're trying to eat the chocolates and keep Viv. up in time here yeah exactly Viv. i think you're right i think uh ethel ethel right no ethel ethel yeah but it was viv same person was viv on the later lucy hey there was like hey. a lucy show later without desi don't and it give was me Vivian. that crap she was ethel okay don't give me that crap all right? all right mama named her ethel we call her ethel all right <laughs> but either way uh yeah it is odd but i also as you were describing that i was going well who said the packers have to like release it to public information that aaron Rodgers can talk to other teams i'm sure they you know again they got to get this damn thing going too. So I think we all thought that this was coming at some point that they got to let Rodgers have a feel for, you know, one of these teams or two of these teams, whoever he might be interested and in, maybe want to leave town for. So I'm not shocked to hear that process has started a little bit. And now with Derek Carr out of the mix, right? And that lines up to what I had heard, Mike, that, you know, the Jets and, and the Panthers and teams, they had, they had kind of heard here in the last few days that, you know, Carr was, was on the Saints bandwagon. So maybe that made them pivot here a little more aggressively to the Rodgers situation and maybe they got the okay to, to talk to him within the, the league rules and parameters there and 
they get this thing rolling a little bit to see where it goes. I still don't know what happens with the Packers and Rodgers. Rich Eisen was saying on his show yesterday that when he was at the Combine, he heard over and over and over again the Packers are hoping that Rodgers chooses a divorce of the two sides. What if he wants to stay? He has all the power if he wants to stay. Now, it's going to be awkward, but he seems to embrace awkward. He seems to relish awkward at this stage of his career. Show up. Here I am. You're paying me $60 million. I'm going to be the quarterback. Oh, you're going to bench me? You're still paying me $60 million. And Jordan Love wants to be traded. Oh, well, see you, Jordan. I'm the quarterback for this year, and you can figure out the problem next year. I think they do want to move on. Well, I yeah. think it makes sense. Right. What, right. When Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the team, we said this last week. He's ready. He addressed the media. It wasn't, we want Aaron, we want Aaron, we want Aaron. It's Jordan Love is ready to be the starter. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, they're sending out the the messages yeah. that Rogers they hope I think will pick up and the question is how big of an ass does he want to be how passive aggressive does he want to be how much chaos does he want to cause who knows what voices spoke to him while he was residing in the darkness for however long he was there who knows what he chooses to do is he going to seek vengeance or is he going to seek clarity and peace? I don't know, but I thought we'd know by now what he's going to do, at least as to the basic question of Packers or someone else. I feel like we're at the point where we need to know Packers or someone else. Well, yeah. I mean, first off, I think that's the first thing is it seems like it's only Packers or Jets. I know the Raiders keep being thrown out there and – Man, I saw that they were a betting favorite, and I would like to – I mean, I wish you could, like, you know, bet the short on that or bet the the other way there because I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't care how many fans at a golf tournament uh, yelled at Rodgers. It does not mean – I just don't see the Raiders being in the Rodgers market. So that's where – I. so now we're at a place here where it's just two teams. It's Packers or Jets. Maybe that's a little bit, you know – Weird for Rodgers and the fact that he thought he might have some more options. And then, you know, Mike, I'm with you in the fact that this is different than the years before. This is different in the fact that the years before, the Packers were saying all the right things and all the right messages were going out there, right? Okay, yeah, we have Rodgers, you know, hey, he's a handful, blah, 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 but we want him back. We want him back. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's our team. He's our team. He's the MVP. You know, this year... You know, again, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a mistake that we're hearing rumors and things from all these people that are in the know or have been associated with the Packers or whatever that the word's gotten out that they're they want to wash their hands. They've had enough. They can't deal with it anymore. They don't want to be held hostage here for the next year or two and trying to figure this out. So that's where I do think it's different, and I I got to think Rogers feels that and hears that too to where. Yeah, reading between the lines, they're sending signals out that they'd like to move on with life and they're sick of the drama. Well, why don't you pick the Jets, please, and, and make life easier on us? And I don't know what he'll do there, but it's interesting. It's the first time they put out that message, in my opinion. Here's the definition of multitasking. I just looked it up, confirmed it, and tweeted it while you were saying what you were saying. It was, Chris, 52 weeks ago today, yeah. one year ago tomorrow, that Aaron Rodgers announced he was staying with the Packers for 2022. So we are exactly where we were a year ago in relation to the start of free agency. Free agency starts 
a week from tomorrow, the market opens for legal tampering or whatever the hell they call it now next Monday. So we're exactly where we were relative timeline. And he said, he's not going to hold the Packers hostage. I think he already is holding the Packers hostage. And if, if the question of Packers or someone else lingers beyond today, he's officially holding the Packers hostage. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, 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 we're in that time frame here. I, I, I think we're, we're both, you know, two people who thought that this would be done fairly quickly you know, it, and we said last week, you know, if this goes more than a, a week more or 10 days more than this, then it does become hostage territory. And, yeah, we're flirting with that right now. You know, it, it's time. These teams want to make moves. They got to they gotta figure it out. Uh, the Jets, the Packers, whoever else is out there may be involved in the conversation. So I would expect that we get something here this week from Rodgers and his camp and we start to get a real tangible lean as to what's going on or what he's thinking. Uh, another quarterback that that uh, made a headline yesterday, and and look, I, I I try really hard to not be an ass, but sometimes people make it difficult for me to not be an ass. For example, when Carr picks the Saints, and I see this giant photo on Twitter, breaking news, breaking news from Adam Schefter, breaking news. And the message is, now that Carr has been signed, Jameis Winston likely will be released. That's not breaking news. Likely will be released is not breaking news. Breaking news is has been released. Not likely will be released. And of course he likely will be released. He's due to make $12.8 million this year. Of course he's going to be released now that they've signed a new starter. They're not going to pay Jameis Winston $12.8 million when he was benched after three games last year and never could get back on the field again after week three. They're not going to pay him $12.8 million to sit his ass on the bench behind Derek Carr when they're paying him $33 million a year. Or $37.5 if you prefer the false formulation of his contract. So how is that news? I understand. And this gets back to my point from earlier. We want to we do want to have an orderly progression of how we milk these cows. We don't want to skip steps, but we don't want to make steps up either. It's not news that Jameis Winston is now on the outs in New Orleans. Of course he is. They're not going to pay him $12.8 million. He's done. It's over. We already knew that, Chris. Well, y- yes, we Sorry. did. I, I feel know. better now. We did. Well, apparently. Now. If apparently. someone would be inclined Usa. to say to me, yeah. do you feel better? I feel better. Good. It's yeah. therapeutic. I, I yeah. feel good now. I, I hear you. I mean, yeah, it's 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 Captain Obvious. But, I mean, I guess, you know, Mr. Lawyer, technically, it probably is breaking news where they officially get the word there's going to be a releasing. I, I don't know. Likely. <laughs> He'll likely be released. Right. It's common sense. It's the application of common sense. That's not breaking news. It's the application of common sense. He likely will be released. No shit. All right, now I feel even better. Good, thank you, thank you. Anything else you want right. to get off your chest? So anyway, good? yeah. No, so where does Jameis Winston go? I, you know, maybe he finally goes to the Colts. Our friend last week in Indianapolis, who accosted us on the street. We had yeah, no right. idea which way this conversation was going to go. We're coming back from lunch. We're getting ready to do our show, and this guy says, and like very hostile at first, like. You guys hate Hey, 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 I got a he bone to pick with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, And we had no idea where it was yeah, going to go. Right. And you thought it was going to be Jalen Hurts. Right. And I didn't know what it was going to be. And he called me Flores, for crying out loud. <laughs> I was impressed he at least had an idea of what my name was. <laughs> but, but yeah, he was mad that, that we don't heap more praise on Jameis Winston. And, 
and that Jameis Winston would would have made the Colts a Super Bowl contender. At least he he restrained a little bit and and said contender, not Super Bowl champion. Although Super Bowl contender is enough to hang a banner at Lucas Oil Stadium. Maybe that's all they're looking to do is hang more banners. But uh, it, it was funny, and now he's available. Guy on the street who accosted us and called me Flores last week. He's available. Go get him. The Colts can get him. Well, he he he, he won't be a starter anywhere. You know, do I think he has a market as a valued backup? I do. Uh, I, th- I think there. I mean, Jameis Winston, he did enough good things, you know, over the last two years to to look at him and go, wait, we can trust him the way he, you know, he's played throughout his career. There's experience. There's talent there. So I wouldn't be shocked, you know. Again, it's it, the, the starting quarterback thing's done with. That's not happening. But, you know, backup, hey. You know, well, how does Sean Payton feel about him? That'd be interesting to see if he would bring him into Denver. You know, knows my system a little exactly. bit. Right? That kind of guy. Hey, Pittsburgh, right? I mean, Trubisky, Mason Rudolph's a free agent, right, Mike? I don't, I'm pretty sure they got no backup. You know, they probably look at them and go, hey, they probably look at themselves and go, hey, no, we think we can still be back in the playoffs. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. He had concussion issues. Hey, we got Jameis Winston to back him up. They'll be. There'll be a market out there for him as still a, you know, a top-tier backup quarterback out there. But, yeah, starting quarterback, no, he's going to have to earn his way back into that conversation, you know, through default or injury or, or whatever other way. I like the Broncos connection because there seemed to be mutual affinity between Sean Payton yeah. and Jameis Winston, multiple mm-hmm. years together there. Learned a lot, I assume, from Sean Payton. Who wouldn't learn a lot from Sean Payton at the right. quarterback position? And Pittsburgh, Omar Khan, the GM of the team, told us last Tuesday they're concerned about the concussions. The Kenny Pickett, two concussions. And, and this is part of the two-and-on fury. You never mentioned Kenny Pickett had multiple concussions. Why do you only talk about Tua and his? And so we've been mentioning it. Kenny well, Pickett yeah. had two. But Kenny Steelers Pickett are concerned. Right. You better have a backup. Right. Right. You better have a backup who can play. And Trubisky is still there. I think they're going to want to squeeze him to take less or dump him, trade him, whatever. Mason Rudolph, as you said, is a free agent. Maybe Jameis Winston could land in Pittsburgh as the backup yeah. to Kenny Pickett. But I, I think Winston still has a lot left. He's young. He's not I don't think he's even thirty yet, folks. He's not even it feels like he's been around forever. He was the first overall pick in twenty fifteen. He still can bring something to a team. I think he was a very capable backup to Drew Brees, but he had his chance last year, injured week three, and they just never put him back on the field. Andy Dalton the rest of the way for the Saints last year. I I, I I looked it up yesterday just to make sure that I wasn't misremembering. He never got on the field again after week three. It really is amazing. Yeah, it is. And you consider they paid him last year like he was going to be the starter. Yeah, that's All right. year long, right. not just for September. No, I know. And and we had weeks where we just went, well, Andy Dalton, the play wasn't that great. Why wouldn't they go back? I mean, it, it, was, it was a little odd. No, no, no doubt about that. You're right. So uh, we'll see where it goes, though. But he does have talent. We know that. He does. And... We've seen him make plays before in his career. I, I would think there's a market. And, you know, getting back to the Kenny Pickett and Tua thing, because I've seen that too, right? It, like, there is a difference, everybody out there. Like, chill out. There's a difference. Kenny Pickett got two head injuries, no doubt. And we bring it up all the time. It doesn't deserve the same type of conversation that Tua has. Tua has three, like, poster child moments for concussions. He was stumbling around on the field. And an organization lied to us that it said his neck and or his back and his ankle hurt, and he couldn't walk straight, 
right? Okay, the next one, he was frozen in a weird position for 12 seconds on national TV. That, 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 we haven't seen that much in football. The third time was an epic halftime, after-half meltdown and mistakes of, oh my gosh, is this person thinking clearly what the hell is going on? So there is a difference there, Tuanon, between the concussions and the way they were viewed and the way we all got to see them was, you know, a much grander scale than the Kenny Pickett, and that's why there's more of a spotlight on it. And uh, the spotlight will continue for Tua and for Kenny Pickett and anybody else that gets any concussion at the quarterback position. The rules are set up so quarterbacks don't get hit, and they're usually only going to get concussions when they hit their head on the ground like Tua did. And as Mike McDaniel told us last week, jujitsu, not judo. Jujitsu is what Tua is doing in order to keep himself healthy. Let's take a break. When we return. Wait, hold on. Gino hold Smith on. Hold Cat. on. Hold on. What? Hold on what? a second. I got one more breaking thing. News? To, I got yeah, breaking news. Oh. I gotta show you this, what I just found on the internet. Boom! What? Boom! Get, get, get. Well, I mean, you, you said you could fill it out. Like, you you lied to me. You said you could fill it out. That's, I mean, it just seems like a hey, tight that's shirt. that's not bad. That's not bad. That's right. not bad. That's not bad. That's Look. not bad. That's in the, that's in the neighborhood. Well, and, and that's, I, I bought the shirt cut like that. I did not get a pair of, of dull scissors or, or like, go into the Aaron Rodgers darkened bungalow and try to cut the sleeves off of the thing. You That's look like you're about to be in some music video with Fabio in 1987, okay, or something like that. Yeah, or, or it was 1987. One, was it? Yeah, it was one of those, one of those cheesy 80s music videos. You're there, like, you know, with the sweat. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, cool. But hey, not bad. Okay, there's a little muscle definition there. I'm impressed. Better than I thought it would have been. Uh, way to go, man. I was I was I was bigger the the year before. I was really into lifting in 1986, and I you was. You know where the weight room is. I was getting pretty jacked. Yeah, I was getting pretty jacked. <laughs> and and then it's funny how quickly it falls off. Like you really, it really takes a lot of discipline. I respect anyone that can do that over a long period of time. And I guess it just has to work its way into your routine. Yeah, because it takes a lot of discipline to go there and be in pain. I mean, if you do it right, you are putting yourself in pain and agony. For however long the workouts are, I don't know. I mean, I, you look like I, you're shaking. I, I you're you're in pain and agony right there from shaking Derek Carr's hand. Like, geez, it's not that bad. It's that a, that's that, a that rich is. Hand. You know what? <laughs> that is funny. The way that whoever put that together, it does look like Derek Carr and I are friends. He's like, hey man, uh, maybe, I'm not going to block that, you on Twitter anymore, we, man. It's all right, man. <laughs> And you know, and and it's good. I I I'm trying to be nice. I'm extending an olive branch. I didn't make the crack that I wanted to make. That maybe he's going to talk like the Cajun chef now that he's in New Orleans. So just well, ditch the southern accent and go straight like, Cajun. Yeah. Now I'm I I didn't say it. My point is I didn't. All right, that's well done. If I would tweet that out, do you think you would unblock me? No, probably not. No. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you interrupted my throw to break Me that too. was a very important and if we could take that picture off of the screen i would be very appreciative all right <laughs> let's take a break when we return geno smith not pictured on the screen got a new contract we'll discuss it next the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.